Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a performance storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Michael, today we're doing something really special. About a month ago, we ran a story from Amanda Liebel telling about how she met her husband, Lance. And today we've got Lance's version of the same story. It was my sophomore year, Amanda's freshman year, and there was a school like fundraiser at the McDonald's on 20th Street and Federal Highway in the Fifth Ave shops. I remember walking over and meeting some friends there and sitting at a table with um, a couple of my friends talking, and I saw Amanda for the first time. She was sitting with her family, her stepfather and mom and younger sister. She says it was her first day with braces, but I don't remember braces, but Amanda has a great memory, so she could probably tell you which exact outfit she was wearing that day. She ties, like, every event to the outfit she had on. (laughs) So I remember telling my friends I thought she was really pretty, and I was going to go over and talk to her. Being a teenage boy, like, I was very outgoing. I was the class clown. Um, I didn't mind making a fool of myself, and I figured I have nothing to lose by going over and talking. So I (laughs) just walked over and sat down at their table, and they must have been... (laughs) They must have been looking at me and wondering, like, who is this and what is he doing? (laughs) But um, I introduced myself and that I went to Boca High and that we should hang out sometime. I don't remember how I got her number exactly, but we started seeing each other at school. We rode the same bus. We talk very often, and I, I would ask her out on dates every so often. And she would always say no. But the way things went, like, I remember specific moments throughout her years of friendship of me asking her out and then her saying no and then ghosting me or her agreeing to go somewhere and then ghosting me. I think she might have been the original ghoster. The term might have started with her. (laughs) So, like, um, one, we went to the movies with our friend Carly and we saw um, In-N-Out starring... Kevin Klein, I believe. And it was the very first movie we saw together. And I remember sitting in the movie theater and looking at her profile and like just the glow from the screen and thinking like, okay, this is, this is the girl for me. Like I'm, I was completely infatuated with her. After that night, she didn't talk to me for like three to four months. (laughs) So I guess the date didn't go as well as I thought. And then she probably didn't even consider the date because Carly was there. There was a Halloween where I asked if they wanted to hang out and then ended up doing something else because Carly and Amanda were doing something. And when I returned home, all of our Halloween decorations were knocked over. And Amanda told me a couple of days later that it was her and Carly that did it. They came by to hang out and I wasn't there and they knocked everything over. (laughs) So to me, I thought that was like a flirty moment. My parents didn't think so. (laughs) But I thought it was a flirty moment. I asked her to homecoming one year, and uh, she politely declined because Amanda is very polite. And I knew she probably wasn't going to say yes. But at the Powder Puff game that year, my mom saw her at the game and (laughs) asked her in her very bravado Italian mom way, 
why aren't you going to go to homecoming with my son? Who do you think you are? <laughs> so, yeah, it, Lad Mom and uh, her son, her oldest son being turned down was not a good recipe for success. We would watch movies at her house and then, again, a couple of months would go by and, and nothing. But every once in a while, like, we would get into this, like, very, like, close-knit, um, very personal friendship. And we would stay up late and talk on the phone, and it would suck me back in completely. I would, like, sit on the computer, and she would tell me what songs to download that she really liked. So she'd have me download, like, Harry Connick Jr. And for, like, any millennials listening to this, remember, like, LimeWire and Napster? It was all that. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations <laughs> means I can't be prosecuted by, by any of the recording labels. Skip to my senior year. I was playing ice hockey in the fall, and in the spring, I decided I wasn't going to play baseball. Um, so I was just hanging out. I was in a theater production in the fall, and I found out that they're doing Little Shop of Horrors for the first school musical in ages. And I, <laughs> I know Amanda said that I auditioned for The Dentist or in Scrivello, but I didn't. I just wanted to hang out and have fun the rest of my senior year. I did an audition, and someone else got the role, and Amanda got Audrey, one of the other lead roles. A couple of weeks after audition started, I found out that the person that was playing the dentist dropped out, and they needed someone to audition, and Amanda, as, long as, my, as well as my friend Ryan Carpenter, they asked me, I would like to say they begged me, but they asked me to audition for the role because I thought I would be good. It's a very comedic role. Steve Martin plays it in the movie. So I went and auditioned at their request, and I knocked it out of the park. I was so hilarious. <laughs> I, I did get the role, also probably because they didn't have anyone else. So <laughs> I got close to Amanda again, playing her abusive boyfriend in that show. I had to, like, call her some mean things, and there was a fake slap in it. Um, that might have connected once on accident, on accident. No, it was it was fun, like, spending every day with her after school and running through lines at night. And uh, we just got really close. And I made it apparent to her that I was interested again. And then one night, she, I, I don't remember if she called or texted, but she asked if she could come over. And I said, sure. But she came over and she informed me that she went to the beach and there was someone else there like for her to distract her and she didn't want to be there and all she kept thinking was that she wanted to be with me and that I was comforting to her so I, I want to say I kissed her first but I think she might have kissed me don't let her tell you otherwise let's go with um that she kissed me first and that was our first kiss. We like we dated all throughout high school, um, the rest of high school, her senior year, college, and in 2007 we got married. Lance Liebel with his side of the story. We heard from the other half of this couple, Amanda Liebel, sort of like Rashomon or some of those great movies where you see the same story from different people's points of view. So how does he tell the story differently? He makes the point 
Well, she says it was her first day having braces. I don't remember the braces at all. You know, Michael, I wore braces in high school, and I would love to think that the boys I liked didn't even notice them. Well, keep on thinking that, Karen, but I don't have such great memories of my high school experience. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I love high school stories. I love looking back and thinking about the person you were and the things you cared about. And remember in Amanda's story, she said he just was in the wrong group. He just wasn't cool enough for me. Well, he sounds like he was such a character and he is still a character today. And I can see why she's so in love with him. I mean, he chuckles, you know, and he says, I didn't care what people thought. And he just sounds like he was really a pistol. I am so glad that Lance told his side of the story because only hearing Amanda's side, I got the feeling Lance was being a little bit too persistent. We only see behavior. We don't see intention. And when a third party is telling a story, presumably that third party doesn't know anybody's intention. But when somebody who's a character in the story is talking about somebody else in the story, we've got to remember it's the same as real life. We don't know what's on somebody's mind. I liked how not only was he not actively pursuing her, but he said that Amanda kept on drawing him back. So, <laughs> Yeah, and he uses the term ghosting. She didn't use that term. That is a, obviously a current term for somebody who just pretends you don't exist all of a sudden, completely ignores you on social media and in per person and everywhere. And I thought that was interesting. Regardless, it's just so sweet to to be witness to a couple who met so long ago and who are in so much in love. Whether or not they disagree on who kissed whom first, whether or not they disagree on any uh, anything else, they obviously really, really are a great couple. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If other listeners would like to share their story, how can they get in touch with you? Send me an email for instructions to cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot E-D-U. Dr. Karen Neal is a performance storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. Mm -hmm.